Welcome to the Empowered Parent Podcast with Renee. Being a teenager is hard. Being a parent of a teenager can be even harder. Each episode, we deliver tips, tools, tricks, and stories to help you feel empowered, confident, and energized as the parent of a teenager. Teenagers want to be happy. Sometimes they just need a little help along the way. Now, here's your host, Renee Sinning. Renee is a certified life, leadership, and success coach for teenagers and their parents. She's also a mom of three young adults and an experienced high school educator of 18 years. Renee is well-versed in everything teen. Now, without any further ado, here's Renee. Hey, parents. It's Renee. Welcome to another episode of the Empowered Parent Podcast. I'm so glad you are here Today, on this episode, we're going to talk about the fear-based mindset. Being the parent of a teen or tween, you naturally worry, right? We worry about all kinds of things, things like their mental health. Are they happy? Will they succeed? You worry about things like, does your child have friends who value them? Because it's really hard to watch kids when they're not in good friendships, And we know that their friends aren't treating them well. And we know that they're settling and we know that they're tolerating. So do your kiddos have friends who value them? And what if they choose the wrong friends? That's a huge worry because we don't get to pick our kids' friends. What if they make poor choices? How am I going to protect them? And these are just some of the worries that we have as a parent of teens or tweens. So Here's some other questions for you regarding worry. What percent of your energy do your worries cost you? That's such a powerful question. What percent of your energy do your worries cost you? And then the second piece of that, how much of that is chronic, meaning stuff you've been worrying about for a long time that's just like a weight on your shoulder. Maybe it's stuff from your own past. Maybe it's stuff relating to your kids. So how much of your worry is chronic and how much is it situational like day to day or some week to week, whatever's going on with your kiddos. So of course we all know why we worry, right? It's because we're parents of teens and tweens. And what do we want from our kids? We so want our kids to be happy and successful and whatever that looks like for them. So here's the next powerful question for you. How much of your parenting is driven by fear-based energy, by fear-based energy? That means you're making choices and decisions because you're afraid of what might happen. But then we could take that exact same question and pose it to our kiddos. And I do ask this to my teen clients, the same exact question. How much of their day is driven by fear-based energy and how many of their choices are driven by fear-based energy. For teens and tweens, the answer to this more often than not is a lot. Today's teens and tweens make many decisions and choices from a place of fear. They might think, I have to do ABC, or I have to go to a party, I have to drink, I have to smoke, I have to be mean, I have to act like someone I'm not, I have to have sex. Because if I don't, which is where the fear comes in, then I'm not going to get invited next time. I'm going to be made fun of. I'm going to be embarrassed. I won't fit in. No one's going to like me. My boyfriend or girlfriend or significant other is going to break up with me. How scary is that as a parent? 
Just the idea that our kids make decisions based on fear can be terrifying, honestly, if you're the parent of a teen or a tween, because the older they get, the less control we have and the more time they spend outside of the home. So super scary, especially in today's world of social media and comparison culture and all the stuff they have coming at them nonstop. But teen angst can also come in the form of internal pressure, thinking based on what they think the expectations are, even from within the family. I have to go to college, even though I don't want to, because my parents and all of my siblings went. And if I don't, and then they start making up stories in their head. I've talked on another podcast at some point, but I had a student one year, senior year, super smart, didn't want to go to college. His parents were basically forcing him to go. So he failed classes second semester of senior year. This is like an A student, but he purposely failed classes semester two. So he couldn't go to college. That's how much pressure was he felt. Whether that was valid and the parents were really putting that pressure on him, I don't know. But I so remember that clearly because this was like an A student and he failed like core classes second semester just because he felt forced to go to college and he felt that angst of that pressure coming at him. So those are just a few of things that happen when decisions and choices are made from a place of fear-based thinking, that fear-based mindset. But it's not just our kids who make decisions from fear. It is also parents. We do the same thing. Now, some of the decisions that parents make from fear are based on safety, which is a good thing, and they have legitimate and valid reasons, and we should be kind of like sticking to our gut on those. For example, telling your teen, no, you can't take the car to the after-prom party. People are going to be drinking and driving. I'll drop you off or you get a ride with some other sober driver. No, you aren't going to a concert with your friends at 12 years old. And no, you're not going to sleep over so-and-so's house until I talk to the parents and I'm sure they will be home. So those are maybe a little bit fear-based, but valid and legit and not things we necessarily might want to budge on. But other times we make fear-based decisions as parents based on our own stuff. Maybe you won't allow your 13 or 14 or 15-year-old to have a dating partner because you're afraid they're going to be pressured into sex because maybe that happened to you at too young of an age. And so while this is a valid concern, the truth is that sometimes we let our fear dictate the rules and boundaries and restrictions that we put on our kids and it has the opposite effect. And instead, it might push them to be sneaky and do things behind our back, not share with us anymore, like shut off, close that door to communication so that communication gap widens, which we definitely don't want, or lie, for example. And now this doesn't mean that your kids get to do what they want to do. You as the parent, we have to balance rules. You got to balance your rules, your decisions with your own beliefs, what feels right to you. But while also giving your child some freedoms and independence and helping them grow into those happy, confident young adults. And a lot of times confidence comes from those mistakes they made. Now, again, we don't ever want to put our kids in harm's way. So I'm not saying that at all. I'm saying that we want to be careful that the choices and boundaries and restrictions we have in place for our kiddos are not based on 
simply on our own fear because we're afraid of the world that they live in. And it is such a scary place. But at the same time, we live in it and so do they. And so it's important to question your reasoning for whatever limitations you have in place for your kiddos. So here's a few questions. What is my reasoning? And now what's the real reason? Really make sure that your reasoning and the real deeper reason are like in like they they mesh. Is this decision that I'm making based on my own fears? Is there room for flexibility? What is the cost of not allowing my child to do ABC versus what is the benefit of allowing them to do ABC, perhaps with some solid boundaries in place? So remember, as a parent, our job is to raise independent young adults who have the ability to discern right from wrong, to make mistakes, to fall down, to quote, fail, find and achieve important lessons, but then get back up and try again. We want our teens and tweens to be resilient. We want them to believe in themselves. We want them to trust their own judgment, which a lot of times does come from making those mistakes and learning from them, even if we were afraid to give them that space to do that. And it's really hard because there's no right or wrong answers that hold true for every child, which means we have to trust our own judgment as a parent. We have to believe in our own parenting. We don't want to compare our parenting or our kids to anybody else. We want to recognize that this parenting journey is a learning experience for all of us, for all of us, right? We want to be open to the idea that maybe we have some things that we need to work through. And we want to take a good hard look in the mirror with love and grace at ourselves. Am I modeling for my kids the things that I want them to learn? And if not, would I benefit from support? Am I parenting from a place of fear? What are my stories that need to be addressed? Because we all have them. Whether or not we've done the work yet, at some point we do have stories and at some point it's a benefit to always address those. And when our kids are teens, that's really some of the best times because it's during that those years where a lot of our stuff comes up. Are we living, anyone, back up, um, <laughs> living with a fear-based mindset, whether it's for ourselves or our kids, is extremely limiting because that fear-based mindset comes in some form from feelings of low self-esteem or low self-worth, a lack of confidence or acceptance or belief in ourself, at least in some areas. And it's whether, again, whether we're talking about us as a parent or our kids, there's a lack of something in some area if we are living and making choices and decisions based on a fear-based mindset. Not only that, living with a fear-based mindset is hard. It's scary. It's heavy. It's uncomfortable. And it causes a lot of stress angst and worry. And the truth is that those fears are often masked and how they come out is in behaviors, sometimes reckless behaviors, other times behaviors like anger, apathy, or conflict, right? Because it's a mask. When we have a fear-based mindset, it's kind of a lot of our stuff gets internalized because maybe we're not admitting that we have these fears. It's too hard to be vulnerable. So we mask it 
And it just all gets internalized and it comes out in behaviors. Like I just said, anger, apathy, conflict. Sometimes, especially with the younger adults, it'll come out as self-harm or suicidal thoughts. But here's the deal. It doesn't have to be that way. Don't let your kids go through another day with a fear-based mindset. And don't let yourself go through another day with a fear-based mindset if this is resonating with you. A fear-based mindset, we don't want our kids to ever feel like they don't like themselves, that they are not enough, that they're going through their school days worrying about what everybody else says or does or is thinking about them. We don't want our kids settling for friends who don't value them and aren't good for them, but they will do that if they do not value themselves, if they don't have that self-acceptance and belief and confidence and that higher, those higher feelings of self-worth, they do settle, they do tolerate, they do make choices based on the values of other kids. They do do things that they don't want to do. And we don't want our kids to live life with a fear-based mindset. It's hard. It's not easy. And it's just going to build until they learn tools and strategies to get them out of it. And so here we are at the end of a school year. So it's April. So school years end May, early June here in the States, right? So we're at the end of a school year and then summer's right around the corner, but we all know how fast summer comes and goes, which means the next school year is going to be here before you know it. That's why now is the best time of the year to get your kids and yourself that extra support. So they can finish the year knowing they have help at their fingertips. So they can look forward to the next school year, regardless of how this school year went, knowing that they're going to learn skills and tools to help them thrive. That they're, they're going to learn skills and tools and strategies so their true self can shine. Here's another great question for your kids. And I ask teens this, is your true self hiding or shining. And for teenagers, generally, their true self, the, st- the, the person that they are that would make them happy, is often hiding. We want to use this time of the year, use this, this summer to help them let go of self-sabotaging thoughts and feelings, those rocks that are sitting on their shoulders, so they can create solid, empowering relationships, not only with their friends, but also with themselves and within the home. What would it mean if your child were to start the next school year with improved self-confidence, feeling more motivation, excitement about their future, hope, belief in themselves, no longer settling, looking forward to building new and better and strong and powerful and empowering relationships. All of this is possible. It is all possible through Teen Esteem Academy Coaching, it's literally what I do. It's what I'm so passionate about. I work every day with parents and teens to create healthy, empowering mindsets, more peace, inner and outer, less conflict, improved self-awareness, improved self-acceptance, self-belief, self-confidence, better connections in all areas of their life, within all relationships. All of this, everything I do with teens, tweens, parents, and families is designed to empower your kiddos, yourself, and your families. So in your family, (laughs) so everyone has less stress and anxiety, more inner and outer joy, improved relationships, and tools 
to navigate through strong emotions in a healthy manner. So parents, I implore you, (laughs) don't let your kids go through another day with a fear-based mindset. Use this summer, this is the best time of the year, to get your kids and yourself that extra support. Summer coaching programs start in June, the very first week of June, and it's just one hour a week, maybe 60 to 90 minutes, but that's it, once a week. And they will leave every call with action steps, feeling they will leave every call feeling better after the call than they did when they get on it. I can all but guarantee that. We are going to boost them up. We're going to cheerlead them. We're going to teach them tools and strategies. And for yourself, we've got an amazing parent group that is just just began about a month ago, month and a half ago. And it's awesome. It's literally called the Better Connect Parent Collective. And so I'm going to leave it on that note. But let's no longer live with a fear-based mindset. And let's no longer allow our kids to live in this society in today's age and today's world with a fear-based mindset because they deserve better. And teenagers, honestly, they want to be happy. Sometimes they just need a little help along the way. See you next time, parents. Thanks for joining us this week on the Empowered Parent Podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you'll never miss a show. While you're at it, if you found value in this show, we'd appreciate a rating on iTunes. Or if you'd simply tell a friend about the show, that would help us out too. Be sure to head over to reneesinning.com to pick up some parenting freebies. And remember, teenagers want to be happy. Sometimes they just need a little help along the way.